0: Two, one. Hey, y'all. We are back for another episode of the Manly Musings Podcast Season 3, Episode 4, which makes this Episode 108. Holy mother, that is crazy. Um, we are dealing with techno- technical difficulties again with Kevin, um, but this time it's with his mic and his headset. So we'll see how that goes the rest of the night. But if you're watching on YouTube, and you will hear shortly, we got two of our favorite people to join us we got producer andrew and then we got the other half of the mushinks. joe mack has returned to the manly musings boarding for duty welcome guys andrew how, happy group. to have you back glad to be back thank you for having yeah. me yeah well you're you are the producer so you have to kind of be a part of this <laughs> yeah. so every so
1: often i get a text message that says when are you going to be on the pod
2: well we ask you every week um, and yeah, we had true. a New Year's resolution that we were at least gonna have you on at least once a month. That's true.
1: That's true. I feel like I've been since the beginning of the school year, that's been pretty Yeah. We gotta keep pretty we gotta stay true to it. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta keep me true to that.
0: Yeah, I would I would say so. Um let's get this started. Kevin, um, what you rocking tonight? You rocking uh
2: something for another friend? Yes. All right. You know, I'm just rocking my hoodies. You guys probably see like the hat that I wear when I do the filibusters with your Filipino star Just repping my uh, Alpha Fit Club hoodie. Shout out to my people from the Alpha Fit Club of Marlboro. They're amazing. Uh, they're the reason why I've been shrinking. So if you've been watching this on YouTube, you've probably seen my face be shrinking for the last couple of months. And it's because of them and they're the coaches and the programming over there. It's been a lot of fun. I take their 5 a.m. class and they always talk about that, how pretty much I kind of made their 5 a.m. class kind of popping. So we're there. I just want to sh- support them and, and shout them out. There's a bunch of them in Jersey. So there's one in Red Bank, Glen Rock, Wayne. Uh, there's one coming in Jersey City. There's one in Princeton. And I think I'm missing a couple of them, but they're popping up all over. Uh, it's kind of the jam with uh, this new craze around here where like circuit training with a little bit of everything um, thrown in. But I, I love it. Um, It's kind of gotten me back to where I was when I was like back in my CrossFit days. And it's, it's you know, it's, you know, I'm kind of getting too old for me throwing out all those heavyweights in CrossFit, but the volume that I get over here has been phenomenal. So shout out to my people at Alpha Fit Club, the owners, uh Britt, Corey, and Christian. They're amazing, uh, super awesome people, and I love all my people out of my AFC. So shout out to y'all! Shout out to y'all!
0: Love it, Kevin. I love it, and yes, I can attest you have shrunk. I love love that too. That's a good thing for you, Andrew. Yes, I'm shocked you are wearing that jersey after last night.
1: I. Okay, I've said this a thousand times before. I have been a fan since we drafted E.J. Manuel into the NFL, all right? Going 5-5 and and losing to the Broncos, although I did exclaim very loudly to all of my roommates that I was going to hang myself in the kitchen that night. I will still wear the jersey the next day. Um, Yeah, it wasn't a good look. Uh, I'll put it that way. It was... I'm going to take this time to mention this now because it's not on the, the list, but the Bills fired Ken Dorsey, which is like, might be the greatest in-season move ever. Because But was, but was it his fault? That yes. Lost? yes. He threw no, the – you Hill.
0: had 12 men on the field.
1: No, we, that was – okay, I'm not blaming him. I'm not blaming him for the loss. I'm blaming him for the team this year. Um, and I'll blame him for the team last year too because if you look at the Bills' offense since Dable left the – upper new york state that offense has become stagnant it is successful and it is when operating well operating amazingly however it's the exact same play style exact same system every single down we did not run the ball almost at all last year and now we're only running the ball when we run the ball we ran the ball six straight plays last night
0: yeah um and also on the first play of the game fumbled it yeah fumbled oh, josh it. Yeah. allen threw another interception on threw, the second yeah, drive the
1: first, the first one wasn't on him that hit Gabe straight in the hands that was a great ball through the open window he basically bumped it up to the to the secondary defender which great catch on his part maybe not the greatest decision making by josh probably somebody else more open but that ball was dead on so
0: hey, hey you know what, Andrew, i don't blame
1: him for that but he makes he better decisions. It
0: you make better decisions than my quarterback. He throws oh, yeah. it five yards yeah. short of the end zone. Yeah. And the um, fucking DB has to dive back for it.
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly. All right. you know, um
0: okay. we'll talk about that though here in a moment. Yeah. We, oh God. I give up.
1: Yeah. Um, I'm not saying this is gonna be like a instant turnaround for the Buffalo Bills, but I do think with the personnel on our field at the current state of things without injury, what we were playing with, the the game of football that we were playing before the injuries happened was abysmal compared to ours like the amount of talent on the on the Buffalo Bills roster this year is insane it's probably top 3 or 4 talented rosters in in the league then you put injury on that shit sucks happens every year to every team but when your offense can't do anything and you have a top 5 quarterback in the league a top 5 wide receiver in the league one of the better looking tight end prospects in the league and not a half bad wide receiver core backing up a very solid number one wide receiver. You can't be running the offense that we're running. It's insane. It's yeah. So I think firing the head, firing the offensive coordinator is probably going to help. Um, I know a lot of people in Bill's mafia and Bill's fans are very critical of Sean McDermott. I don't know how much he's playing into it, but at least we're doing something because we lost to the Patriots, we lost to the Jets, we've lost to the Broncos, we've lost to Jacksonville. Like
2: That's a rough like and Yeah.
1: And we have to play rough. Philly, Cowboys, Dallas, Bengals, and Chiefs in the next like six weeks. So
0: your next five games are I think it's something like Dallas, Chiefs, Eagles, Cowboys, and somebody uh, oh in the chargers yeah.
1: and the chargers yeah exactly and then we have to play the jets and the patriots again so yeah. and the dolphins again i think too i think we've only played each of our the
3: jets next week at the eagles yeah. at the chiefs versus the cowboys at the chargers yeah. then patriots and then the end of season at the dolphins
0: you are yep. so fucked
3: you yeah. got
1: oh, yeah. you got to win oh, yeah.
3: 5 out of 7 too and the...
1: you have, you have to win 7 out of 7 if you're going to be really like holding yourself accountable like this this team cannot lose a game like for who they're supposed to be like you've already lost 5. People are saying you might lose 3 at the beginning of the season. Like if I'm the head coach, like we're not losing a game the rest of the season. And if we are, like everyone's ruining. Like they have to be. This is it's not even like poor playing, it's just discipline. Like they're dropping mm-hmm. the ball on handoffs. high school guys can do this
0: it's poor play too
1: it's yeah oh it's not i'm not saying it's only bad discipline but like when you look at like half the stuff where it's it's bad defensive penalties like every single time the game comes down to the wire it either is or should be pass interference 12 man on the field like not that the 12th man really did anything to make him miss the kick but you basically just lost the game like
2: yeah that's true yeah. yeah, you guys are five and five. That is definitely yeah. not what I thought you guys would be sitting at no. this point in the year. No,
0: Andrew's still fired up. I, I'm assuming. Oh, I've
2: been fired up for weeks.
1: I've been fired up for like ever since we lost to Jacksonville. I've been pumped. Like, I go into every game expecting us to lose by thirty. Like, and I'm screaming at the TV in ah. the first drive. Like, it's man, bad. you're
0: a Patriot fan now. Good for I'm you.
1: A, <laughs> I'm a New England sports fan. I just happen to root for a non-New England team.
0: Well, you know what, the New England team still suck too. It's okay. True. Except you know, the time they
2: finally suck. I I have no. I have no. I feel no ill will that they're sucking right now. They've been good for the last uh, decade. Fair, oh, yeah. shut up! I don't feel bad. Your time. To hey, feel Kevin.
0: The power. What? Don't, don't worry. We'll talk about it here because I I made a, a question mark a question on the for the NBA update, and <laughs> after last night's game. I don't think they did figure it out.
2: All right, well, you're not going in order. We'll get to there, and I'll let my (laughs) motion speak when we get to that point in time. Uh, All right,
0: cool. Well, And all I'm wearing is West Virginia sweatshirt today. No hat today. No, no hat today. I didn't want to rub it in your face with a Celtics hat, so I, I was being nice.
1: I got the green Boston hat on.
0: There you go. See? There
1: you go.
0: We got some green Boston stuff going on um joe mac you got anything besides all your pops
2: i got a hennessy basketball in my ba- in my background <laughs> that's pretty cool that is fire and i also see your uh your MetLife football that i also have too oh,
3: Hennessy branded nba basketball so that's that's what i'm bringing to the that's what i'm bringing to the table today because i forgot i forgot the uh the, the the rules of engagement here on Manly Musings where I have to wear something of interest. I'm just wearing a plain black dry-fit T-shirt. And you got relegated okay. to the basement. And I got relegated to the basement. But the basement's a better background. It's more sports than the pink walls and flower
0: ombre that I had in my office. Well, we, we'll talk about that. I did add that as a question in there. So um, let's jump into the the sports update here. Patriots are aiming for that number one draft pick boys here we go i am so excited for the number one draft pick that's all i'm looking forward to at this point
1: who do you take with the pick
0: um well caleb williams has already said that he will not play for any team except for like the raiders giants and a few other teams patriots are not on that list so i'll trade take drake may uh i think he's a good quarterback if we drop to like the third pick where we're projected right now And the other two guys, Drake May and Caleb Williams, go first overall, first one and two. You better freaking take Marvin Harrison Jr. Yep. If you do not, I will go find a new team. Come to the Bills.
1: We're kind
3: of trash. No.
1: We're in a perpetual state of kind of trash. I love that the three of you are. Each one of us is a different
3: AFC East fan in this chat right now, is that correct? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I Believe if... so, yeah. No, no, not me.
1: I'm a AFC right, well, yeah, North fan. AFC North.
0: He's a Steeler. No one <laughs> wants to go there.
1: Sorry, Kevin. I love you, but. Um, I don't hate on my Steelers. I can hate on them, but they I mean, they're making the playoffs right now. Yeah,
0: they're in the playoffs at the moment. Yeah. Um, but that Patriots Colts game was probably one of the worst games I've ever watched oh my god watched any of it (laughs) it It was abysmal um first drive we look we could move we move the ball running just can't score in the red zone um by the end of the game mac jones is throwing a ball five yards outside the end zone even go gaseki is wide open all you need to do is nice little lob nice lob pass touchdown you win the game no one is yelling and screaming that we suck. Well, we still are saying that we suck, but not as bad as we are right now. Um, and then Bailey Zappy goes in and does a fake fucking spike. I'm
2: done. I think the uh, most entertaining point of that game was watching the dome go into the scoreboard. Uh, that's probably the most entertaining thing. Is it? I don't know if it's if, if it happened in last week's game or in this week's game. They do a thing where they play country roads. Yeah, they do it in random point.
0: They did Sweet Caroline in the first quarter, and then Country Roads is uh third third quarter.
2: Yeah, that, those are the, probably the most entertaining points of the game. I was going to say the
1: break, uh, the halftime like review of the other NFL games that were going to happen later in the day would probably be the most exciting part of that game. <laughs> one of my, uh, i was watching the game with my friends and after the game my friend said one of my okay so we all went to my friend's house we got there at like 8 45 in the morning and one of my friends brought a blanket and went to sleep and before the game he goes this shit gonna be boring let me just sleep now <laughs> goes to sleep after the game he wakes up and one of my other friends is like yo i would have rather just watch him sleep the whole game <laughs> like like we could have watched paint dry and it would have been more entertaining than that football game
0: that game for anyone that was a football fan was horrible
1: yeah it was definitely
3: not entertaining at all no offense nope. merit but
0: none taken the
3: the patriots need to really reevaluate what they're doing when it comes to drafting and developing quarterbacks i think Stevenson is a, is a serviceable running back. Mm-hmm. You have decent weapons with Gesicki and, you know, Smith-Schuster. You have Demario Douglas as a receiver, uh, all putting up decent numbers so far this year. But the Mac Jones-Bailey-Zappi dynamic, the, I think the phrase is, if you have two quarterbacks, you have no quarterbacks. And very similar to what the Jets and Giants are going through right now. No, none of these teams have quarterbacks, and and it's a shame because some of these players, like Mac Jones, like Zach Wilson, like Daniel Jones, have all been drafted high. A lot of draft picks, a lot of draft equity have gone into these players, mm-hmm. and they're all just, for lack of a better term, shit in the bed.
0: No, they, I agree. Um, I'm on the bandwagon of benching Mac, and I I've been one of the biggest Mac supporters since we drafted him. Um, but he has regressed so far at this point. I I was listening to the Sports Hub the other day, and some guy called in, and he's like, well, you know, people don't take to the yelling and the screaming. I'm like, it's football. Shut the hell up. That's what happens in the game.
1: You get in Alabama. Yeah. Talk about yelling and screaming.
0: Like, he can take the tough coaching. He just has totally gone from being what everyone thought he would be a good – probably not your – you know, end all be all after Tom Brady, but at least a serviceable quarterback for you know five, six, seven plus years to get you to maybe someone that will be that next perennial, right? That that would be the hope. That's that hope is gone now. Um I want Will Greer to start. I think Will Greer I was just gonna ask, is Will Greer that much worse than these two quarterbacks right now? I think he's better, to be truthfully like, honest i think will is a better quarterback than the two that are ahead of him
1: yeah. did it trade for josh Dobbs. they got him for like a sixth pick of the draft yeah six round pick
0: yeah well josh jobs just dubs is going to go make some money after this season because of what Bro, he's been he's doing in crazy. minnesota um so yeah there's that um now let's talk about the shortest quarterback in the nfl he made his debut again He's back.
1: Love it. Little man. And they
3: won. As, as did my fantasy football team. Ooh, because good of for you.
0: I
2: lost all go. four games
0: this week.
3: I did yes, great.
2: I beat Merritt this week. Absolutely Let's excited us go. Let's freaking go. I was I projected to kick your ass, too. Yeah.
0: That's what did sucked. I- what I looked. i like, oh, I was going to kick Kevin's ass. Nope. I just got blown out.
1: I dropped 170 and went by 40. My okay. team's crazy. I feel like I mentioned this a few different times on the podcast. My team is insane. I'm going right to win. Like, I'm trying to fight
2: for my playoff life in like, I've already my clinched my leagues. One, <laughs> the, the one league that merit is an extra in my league, I'm pretty much going to be eliminated soon uh. because everybody just literally, every team that I face in this one league literally has had their best game against my team. Like, by, ball by far and
1: points against is through the roof
2: yeah it's, it's <laughs> out of control <laughs> but shout out to Kyler Murray for coming back he, it's been a while since we've seen him play and you know who knows he looks good yeah and honestly you he know those Cardinals start winning some games then maybe you know if you're a New York football Giants fan and you start losing a little bit more, maybe you might have a chance at a number one pick. But hey, let me know. Yeah, because the Giants awesome.
3: and Patriots are tied for second right now. So it's Giants, Cardinals, Patriots, all two and eight. Panthers one and eight because they already had their bye. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be a, a fight to first. I'll tell you that With
0: when it comes to the draft. Cause... Let's go. Yeah. I will fight anyone right now. I want that number one pick.
1: My team is worse than your team.
0: (laughs) It's pretty damn close on how bad my team is.
2: But man, can you imagine if Carolina ends up being like the worst team again to get number one overall? I hope they don't. Doesn't
1: Chicago get theirs? Yeah.
2: Yeah, Carolina yeah. doesn't get it. Chicago. They don't will even get it.
1: their number one pick. Oh, even if they go back-to-back back years better. as the number one pick, they don't get it. <laughs> oh my god, that, that franchise is in purgatory. Like I don't. Yep. I don't know how they're gonna get out of this.
3: I mean, I. It just makes Bryce Young look so bad. Yeah. Because he CJ better. Stroud looks so oh, so good. Oh my
0: god! they yeah. they made oh, that yeah. offense perfect for CJ.
3: So it's like. I don't want to give, I want to give Bryce a little more time.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah.
3: I think he can be a very serviceable quarterback somewhere in like the maybe top 12 to 15 quarterbacks in the league. Someone that you build a roster around him. You have a solid defense. Carolina could be uh, the NFC South division champ eventually in a year or two. So I'll give Bryce all the time in the world, but man, CJ Stroud looks good. Looks yeah. good. A lot Making of people guys
2: names over in Houston. Making a guy like uh what's his name? The Sears v- that are on there. Tank Dell. And what's the yeah. other one? Uh one sec. You have the
3: kid from um Alabama, John Mechie, who, yep. who oh was yeah. Literally drafted and then was away from football for a year and a half battling <laughs> leukemia.
1: Yeah. There's yes, another yeah.
2: one. He's on. He he's he's on a lot of fantasy teams. Nico Collins.
1: That's who you're thinking of.
2: Making um, him a star right now. They have yeah.
1: Noah Brown. He went off this week. He oh. had like two receptions for thirty plus yards or something. Yeah. Uh, they have Robert Woods still. Um,
3: Dalton Schultz, the tight end. Yeah. Yep.
1: Um, they've got Damian Pierce still. Then um, they got Singletary a few years ago from Buffalo.
3: He had a game last week, too, 150 yards. Yeah.
1: Yeah, he was good. They were feeding him the ball in the run game. Yeah. And then and their offensive line isn't half bad either.
0: So. They've done a very, very good job of building through the draft and bringing yeah. in serviceable and quote unquote cheap veterans yeah. to help these their, other guys grow.
1: Their new coach is great. He's mm. he's pulling everything together really well. Nico Ryan's former linebacker.
0: Yeah. yeah, Ryan's is good. Um, so we'll see. I'm excited. You know. Texans have a bright future. I might, you know. They stole uh, the Patriot colors, so they have half the Patriots I, old staff. I might just go watch Texans from now on.
1: They've been talking about rebranding their franchise for three years now and last year they confirmed they were going to do a whole uniform rebrand and some people are saying that it's going to involve like a whole new logo a whole new color scheme and everything so they might not be red white and blue anymore
3: yeah i i heard they might be going back to the
1: oilers they can't i heard that too but i also heard that uh, tennessee won't sell them the name i heard that yeah they can't they won't the titans own the name the franchises
0: yeah that'll never happen because it's technically their history they're their organization so that'll sadly never never occur um unless the titans literally just fold and they need money
1: (laughs) i mean if the texans give them enough money they might yeah there's a lot of people outside of like football executives still associate the oiler name with the city of houston yeah even if they did play one season in tennessee with it a lot of people still don't really care about that so I don't know, and plus, those baby out, blues,
3: by. that baby blue jersey, man. Yes.
1: They should wow. wear that uniform all the time. That should be their uniform. If someone I has to the Same, wear
3: that same thing with the Chargers. When the Chargers yeah. are in baby blues, mm-hmm. blue oh.
0: Charger jerseys is what
3: they need to wear every single week.
0: Mm-hmm. I won't lie. I wish they would just all wear one color. Everyone wear a different color. I would love the Browns to wear their all-white jerseys now.
1: They need to I, do that, but they need to make the helmet match. Right. The helmet's yeah. a different white. And it's bad. But it's a cool uniform. Sorry. Yeah. That's finally interviewing. So um
0: <laughs> Kevin, congratulations <laughs> to your Steelers on a huge win. Uh, that I did not see coming, no offense. But that interception at the end was phenomenal.
2: Out of control. Absolutely out of control. And uh we just named yeah, uh, I just tried to pick Carter him harder for... at running back because Najee Harris has been absolutely putrid. Trash. Yep. So, trash. Hey, uh, I, I give it up to to Mike Tomlin. He, he he's he's not afraid to do the hard decision when he has to do it. Um, but yeah, it's just kind of a shame that Najee's been so bad this year that now we're going to somebody younger, and who knows what's gonna be this the state of Najee on the team. But yeah, um, we're gonna rock with Warren for Week Ten, and we'll see what happens. But yeah, great win. Steelers are now, I think they're five hundred. If I got it, if I remember correctly, Steelers are
3: six and three, my friend.
2: Wait, yeah, you're six and three. Six and three. Long. Um, the uh, yeah. six and three, and we're only one game behind the Ravens. So hey, yeah, yeah we everyone, gonna, we're gonna take it. We're gonna take it and rock with it. That's um,
0: it's what that division's crazy. Seven and two. Seven and three. three. Seven and three, six and three, six and three, and five and four. And And the Bengals are on the outside
3: looking in right now only because the Texans have the tie break based on head to head win percentage. Yep. I didn't know that off the top of my head. I'm just reading it off of ESPN.
2: So that's so That's awesome. Because it's like everyone called out that the Bengals are going to be at the top of this division and the Steelers are going to be at the bottom. And now, how times have changed, and it's it's like the roles have been reversed with me and Andrew. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. It's out of control, and 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 Merit's Patriots too. So you know, the only one that has made supreme is Joe's Dolphins. Well, listen, we haven't
3: beaten a team over five hundred yet this season. Yep. So I yeah. I don't talk smack. I just watch football right now.
0: Yeah, <laughs> until they beat somebody of significance. Right.
3: Listen, <laughs> a win is a win is a win in the NFL. Right.
0: Oh, 100%. Oh, yeah. Oh, a win
3: yeah. over the Chargers is the same as a, a win over the Broncos is the same as a win over the Chiefs. It doesn't matter. But right. we haven't proved ourselves yet because our losses are against the Bills where we got the doors blown off, against the Eagles where we got the doors blown off. And then last week in Germany against the Chiefs where in the first half of the game we got the doors blown off. So. We need to play competitive. It's a huge game coming up this week for the Dolphins against the Raiders. Luckily, we're home for that one. And then we travel to MetLife Stadium to take on the Jets on Black Friday, the first ever NFL game on Black Friday, which will be interesting.
2: Super interesting. Are you guys both working that day? I'll be there. I will not be there. You'll you'll be working the normal job. Yes.
3: Oh, yeah. God bless.
2: God God bless you for that. I I
0: don't
3: know.
2: Did he just disappear? He was like he made it saying something and then just bounced. He pulled the Kevin.
0: Well, I text him. So he'll see if he joins back up. Um, and then I do want to ask this question because after watching them dismantle the Giants yet again, are the Cowboys truly a, the real deal this year? Are they finally making that push because CD lamb looks to be potentially the best wide receiver in the NFL with Tyreek
3: and AJ Brown
0: and AJ. Sorry. And AJ Brown. Cause that catch by CD lamb, that one-headed fucking catch. I, I had to st- watch it like three or four times to believe that he caught it. Yeah. So are they, um, they're the real deal. They're the
3: real deal. But the issue is we have this recency bias in our heads as fans of teams that are not the Cowboys, where we've only really experienced them getting dismantled and having heartbreak losses in the playoffs to the 49ers or the Packers, mm-hmm. or you know, recent losses in the playoffs is what sticks with us. And then if you go back before the Dak Prescott era and you go into the Tony Romo era, only thing that I think of is when he fumbled the extra point and went to go run for the two and got tackled, and they lost to the Seahawks that way. So it's just like a lot of playoff heartbreak recency mm-hmm. bias for the 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 uh, the Cowboys. But am I crazy to think Dak Prescott's maybe one, two, or three when it comes to quarterbacks in the NFL right now? He's tearing it up. completion percentage, 2,400 yards, 17 touchdowns, six interceptions, another 200 yards rushing, three touchdowns. He's not making the mistakes we expect Dak Prescott to make.
0: Yeah, he hasn't made those mental errors like he has in years past. But I will agree, Joe, it has been more of like that playoff bias that they've been blown out. They're they're not that good, blah, blah, blah. Because when we were kids – They did dominate, but that was an early part of our childhood. So we really don't remember that. All that we get to see now is a team that plays well during the regular season and falters near the end. And then all of a sudden is not a playoff contender. Can't make it out of the first round. Can't even make the playoffs. So what I will say
3: about them is their schedule gets significantly easier the next few weeks at Carolina versus Washington. And then it's Seattle. Yes. You have Philadelphia for a second time on that list towards the middle of December, but you have Buffalo who let's be Frank, doesn't look like a good football team right now. You have Miami who let's be Frank hasn't beat a 500 record winning percentage yet this season And then you have Washington again to close out the season. So of the remaining two, four, six, eight games, I could see them winning another five, six, even seven if they go on a run.
0: Yeah, I could. I won't count out the commanders, though. Those guys, uh, Sam Howell is looking like the real deal because he and C.J. Stroud have the most passing yards at this point in time.
3: Because their teams are always behind and they got to play catch-up.
0: Uh, They weren't behind when the Patriots played them. The Patriots just couldn't catch up to them. Um, But yeah, that's not the point. Um, But awesome. Let's jump over to the NBA. Um, Kevin, this question is mainly for you because you're the only one here that's a Lakers fan. What the heck is going on with them?
2: I mean, we've gone through this the last couple of years. It's just like they need like a month or two to get their lives together before they actually realize, oh, snap, we need to actually, like, get to the playoffs first, and then we'll start competing. But right now, LeBron is – he's not playing a lot of minutes, but he's still putting up numbers like he's in his early 20s, mm-hmm. which is absolutely out of control. I I found, like, a random stat where they had people who were playing in, like, their, like, 20-something season, and then, like, the, the points average. LeBron's the only one that was in double figures and it was by a landslide out of everybody else. Um, so I wish I could give you a reason on why, um, but I just think right now this is just a typical Lakers way to start off since we've had LeBron. It's, you know, they're trying to – we have a lot of new players that came aboard, so they're trying to get back into in sync with each other, guys like Gabe Vincent, Christian Wood, you know we're trying to figure out where these guys fit and where their roles are, um. But the key is, I think right now, the key is to make it to the playoffs. I think the Lakers can do a, be really scary, especially if Anthony Davis doesn't like have anyone sneeze on him or like he doesn't like break his ankle by like walking, like or jumping, or jumping. If he if they can stay healthy, I can say the Lakers can compete with anyone, or at least majority with everyone you may you might they might get blown out by like the denvers the phoenixes but everybody else i think they can put up a fight with them in a seven game series no doubt
3: yeah i I think it's i think it's still super early we're nine ten games into the season the objective for a team like the lakers where let's be honest year number 21 or 22 for lebron james it's not about playing 40, 45 minutes a game anymore. It's about getting to that finish line, which is the playoffs. We saw it last year in the first and second rounds, they were the underdogs, but Mm -hmm. because LeBron was fresh, AD was playing, they made it to the conference finals. Yeah. They eventually got swept by the defending reigning champion, Denver nuggets in the Western conference finals, but they made it to the Western conference finals. They were one of the final four teams. Um, To kind of piggyback off the stat that Kevin was talking about, I saw a stat a couple days ago, October 29th, 2003, and then October 29th, 2023, LeBron played the Kings both games, and it was 20 years apart. That's great. In 2003, it was 25 points, six rebounds, and nine assists as a rookie. And then in 2023, 20 years later, 27 points, 16 rebounds, 8 assists. So the consistency this man has had over 21, 22 seasons is – I have no other phrase for it besides obnoxious.
1: Yeah. That, it's ridiculous. That's
0: real. That is unreal. Damn. Well, I hope the Lakers figure it out because I'd love to see the Lakers, Celtics finals, and the Celtics just beat the crap out of them. Yeah. Um, no offense, Kevin, what I, I would love to see. Yeah. Great way to get to our 18th championship and just rub it in the Lakers' face.
2: Yes, yeah, let's move on. 76ers look great. Harden <laughs> and Harden is floundering on the Clippers. Yeah, so like I, I, I said it on the last podcast when this deal happened, pretty much the Clippers did all that work just to get bounced out of the first round again. Party oh, yeah. looks like crap. Like like everyone saw that one pass where right he passed to Ian Eagle in Brooklyn. I just it, maybe they'll get better over the year and they'll get you know get better over time as the season goes on. But I'm just still convinced that the Clippers did all that stuff for nothing.
0: I love the video. I think it was from the other night. And Westbrook was in and it was like getting down the final two minutes of the game. And they subbed Westbrook out for Harden and Westbrook's running off the court. Like, what the hell are you doing? Like, I'm actually scoring. Harden hasn't scored yet. Like, it's it is horrendous to watch. And 76ers are looking damn good without Harden on that team. Yeah. The seven and one right now. Is that correct? Uh, they are That's seven all? and one or eight and one right now. They are the number one team according to the power rankings. Eight uh, one. Yeah. So
3: they lost their first game to the bucks and have won eight straight.
0: Yeah. And Embiid is looking like the lead MVP candidate. Granted it's two weeks into the season, but he's averaging like 37 points a game, 12 boards. And I think like four or five assists a game. So he's looking good. <laughs> so I'll take it it makes it for more fun for Kevin and I to watch basketball to a degree um depending on how our teams want to play we'll talk about Kevin do you want to talk about your team first or do you want to talk about my team first
2: no you've been talking a lot so you're going to keep talking talk about your Celtics so oh i can my God. About next
0: okay so Celtics lost two games in a row um it yeah, happens whatever i'd rather them lose these two games now than Later in the year when they count more uh, for playoff seeding, but yeah, it's all right. Last night they play the Knicks, and it was a close game. I I didn't watch any of the actual game because it was blocked out here in New York because it was because I have YouTube TV and it was wasn't on NBA TV because it was on MSG Network.
2: Stupid. Dumb. You are in the state of New York, so of course it's going to be on MSG Network first. You got to take care. the local. I don't care.
0: Keep it on everything. Like let's be real. I don't want to watch. I don't want to watch any New York stuff. Well, no, I don't know what to tell you, Merritt. I know, I know. I'm just complaining. Um, but the game was good, Kevin. I I did. Wa- I've rewatched it this morning during work, and honestly, it was a good game up until really 10 minutes left in the fourth quarter. And then all of a sudden the Celtics figured out how to play basketball again, scored a bunch of points. Jason Tatum got a technical for clapping really hard at the ref and the ref got offended. Um, So yeah. Can we talk about
3: refereeing in in the NBA real quick?
0: Oh my God. Yes. Let's go. Cause I hate every little bit of this refereeing at this point.
3: When, you slam dunk the ball, score a basket and you posterize somebody it's mm-hmm. part of the game it's part of the game yes when you come down and land on your feet and you either do a little stare or a little scream, it's part of the game
2: agreed why does
3: that yep. need to be penalized with a technical there's no violence there's no pushing you came down, you slam dunk and you went ah. Oh, no. You're not showboating. You're not overly exonerating. It's, it's just come on. Like who had somebody had that last night? They they slam dunked on somebody, and before their feet touched the ground, they got a technical for unsportsmanlike unsportsmanship. Is that time. the one with Anthony Edwards? Yes, yes, yes. Anthony Edwards. I got a,
0: I didn't see that. He got a technical for dunking.
3: He got a technical. He he dunked on somebody, and then like when he landed, he was doing like a stare. No words, no cursing, no violence, nothing, and he got teed up for staring. All
2: right, Adam Silver. Like that should be something like some sort of rule change. Like they got to have a more defined way to like call a technical or like maybe change their definition of "quote unquote" taunting because mm-hmm. like it is part of the game. Like that's the that energy you kind of just can't help it. Like I understand the whole technical foul when they're like hanging on the rim and such, or like somebody gets in the person's way while they're like trying to drop down. But yeah, you know, it's, 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 it's annoying like that a player has to get penalized because he's showing just a little bit of emotion. Or, or
0: even like using Tatum from last night, he gets upset by a call and all he does is clap his hands hard. Right. You watch the video. That's all he does. And all of a sudden it's a technical, like, Billy. no emotions allowed the one that was ridiculous for me was i think it was during the game that you and i went to kevin in brooklyn and jalen brown literally dunked the ball with two hands and held the rim for a second let go and then got a technical for hanging on the rim because his body goes this way momentum took him so he holds on the rim a little longer so he doesn't flip on his back like I know Adam Silver never listened to this podcast, but bro, figure you some shit out.
3: You don't know that's that. true.
0: He might. So figure some shit out and fix this because this is god awful. Yeah, it's not wash watchable sometimes. But we digress. Kevin, your Knicks—they actually look good. They've. It looks like they've kind of figured some stuff out. Just cannot close out against the Celtics, which I I, I appreciate because last year you beat us every time you could. Um and we
2: were there. I know. I saw got to watch this the Knicks beat the Celtics was... in the garden. The T D garden. Honestly, that's gotta be one of my favorite, like to go to sports that I've had in a while. Other than watching the backyard brawl for West Virginia and Pitt and watching Dub V win, watching the Knicks on the road beat the Celtics, that is like holy shit like pinnacle. But I digress. Um <clears throat> slower start this year for the Knicks were five and five. Um I think is just trying to get the guys back into to some into rhythm. Julius only averaging like fourteen a game right now as opposed to the twenty plus he was averaging. Jalen Brunson, in my opinion, if the Knicks are gonna get an all-star, Jalen Brunson should be the all-star this year. Um and I know guys like having Kind of getting out, they they were a little banged up. R.J. Barrett was out the the game mm-hmm. yesterday, so that would have been a different game if he was there, because you wouldn't have to have someone like Josh Hart start. He'd have to he'd be he's way better on the bench, come off as a bench player. But you know, I I can't really complain about our Knicks because the Knicks will eventually. I feel like with the way they've been going the last couple of years, this is the beginning of the year. They go through this rough patch and then there's going to be some point where they start to turn it on. Um, I like who they have in, in DiVincenzo, a little bit more, get that defense, 3 and D guy there. Um, But I think what's really going to be the talking point of the Knicks starting to really elevate is if someone like R.J. Barrett is going to elevate to being that true, like, third scorer. You know, he needs to be averaging, like, 20-plus points a game, every game, not, like, 31 game that all of a sudden he gets like four the next like he needs to be way more consistent because that's what they expected of him in his development when they drafted him number three that year so which is kind of crazy to think about from that draft of who was drafted like right now RJ is the one guy that's really doing it right now right Zion is you know living his good life and then number two was that Ja right Ja. Yeah, John Morant. Yeah. was number two, and right now he's gonna be out for another couple months. He's got another so 15 Ar- games to miss. Yeah, so RJ, I think this is the year if he needs to really truly elevate. If he doesn't, then that's where we're gonna need to shake things up again.
3: I I think for the Knicks, two things need to happen, and they tie into each other very well. Right now, Julius Randle is leading the team in minutes played, 34 minutes per game.
0: Oh my God. And he's only
3: scoring 18 points a game because his shooting percentage is 33% from the field. Every three shots he takes, he Four. only makes one. Because of that, oh God. Jalen Brunson's assists per game is only 4.3. He's usually sitting around the 7-8 mark when it comes to assists. So if Randall, who's playing 34 minutes a game, has 10 games played and 10 starts, if he can make half of the misses and get up to that 60% from the field, which is very doable for a quote-unquote big man like himself, that will allow Jalen Brunson to be a better facilitator because the passes he's making are actually going in for baskets. And it'll take a little bit less pressure off of the Mitchell Robinsons, the R.J. Barrett's, the Josh Harts, the Emmanuel Quigleys of the team, because Julius Randle's got to be a 20-10 and guy. He's 18-10 and right now. He's got to average 20, 22, 24 points a game for this Knicks team to look good.
2: Yeah. And he needs to not have any of those moments where if he gets upset, he can't mope back on defense. He needs to continue to play solid. He needs to continue to play, and he needs to not let his emotions get the best of him. I need to just throw that in there.
0: No. You I would agree to both of the what you guys just said. Um I think they'll figure it out. If Barrett can make that step, it's a huge change for the team. It helps you guys out more. Does it make you guys scarier? Yes, to a degree, but you also need Randall to be getting you less minutes and more points in those last minutes. Uh, he needs to be more effective. Um, because Brunson's great, but he cannot carry that load. And Grant, we did we send Julius only averaging 18. He did score 25 last night and actually looked pretty decent for a majority of the game. So I'll oh. give him that. So he'll figure it out. The team will figure it out. And they'll probably be a four or five
2: seed, I would assume, by the end of the year.
3: Yeah, I could see that. I could see them having a four seed.
2: Yeah, I think we projected that. I projected them as a four seed this year too. So we'll have three teams potentially from
0: our conference itself in the top four. Yeah, I I'm cool with that. Cool with that. Um, let's move on again. Uh, to some soccer. <laughs> That's West Virginia soccer related. Uh, the boys did lose to Marshall, uh, three two in the Sunbelt championship game this past weekend. So they did sadly not get the retain the number one overall seed for this uh, tournament, but they are number five. They will host, I think it's either Virginia or somebody else. I don't remember. Or Dayton. Dayton. Yeah. Dayton's one of them. I know okay. that. Yeah. So there were, they'll, I think that game's uh this weekend actually. So good luck to West Virginia men's soccer. See what you guys can do. It'd be awesome to see a national championship in, in something that's not rifle uh for their school. And then the women's team
2: beat Pitt. And they're two and up. Well, at least somebody undefeated in basketball. Hey, the guys are playing right now. Jacksonville State. They're up forty to twenty seven at half. Jacksonville State's winning. No. Uh oh. Virginia's somehow winning. You scared
0: me because I would assume that we're losing.
2: Well, yeah. Shout out to ladies, beating Pitt. Uh, whatever the new coaches, Coach Kellogg, new team, mm. new uh, brought in some people from where he was over at Stephen F. Austin. They're putting in some work, so I got I, we I got I got it. We got to keep up. Let's see how they're they're doing this year. Hopefully they they can uh, keep it up. Oh, Oh, one
0: hundred percent. Well, let's talk the other shittier side of West Virginia right now. We got blown out. Oh, God, Joe's over here. He's ready. He's so re- happy I'm
3: on this podcast
0: episode. He is so ready for this. We score on the opening drive. Phenomenal. Score seven points. Seven nothing. Then Oklahoma just takes the ball and runs it down our throats. Seven seven. Can't do anything. Pun- that, I think it was, what do we Punted or we turned it over? Um, the
2: first one we punted. Then Oklahoma scored again. Then, then the, we turned it over. Then Oklahoma scored again. And then the only plus side to everything
0: was they did muff a punt and we did get the ball then. That was good. Um, but otherwise, 20 to 59. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. We just don't have the talent. The talent disparity between us and Oklahoma is like David versus Goliath. It's crazy. And David at least beat Goliath. We just couldn't beat Oklahoma.
3: Yeah, I think the move from the Big East for you guys a few years ago was the right move. You guys went, Rutgers went, I think there was, I think Maryland as well went from the ACC. To form uh, this new conference, this that super- year
2: conference. it was uh, so Syracuse and Pitt went to the ACC, then us, and at the time, TCU, who was going to the Big East, got out of their contract to come with us to the Big 12, yeah, right, because they were from they were in you guys, you guys went to the Big 12, uh, um, yeah, to the Mountain West, TCU was owned in the Mountain West, right? I just the the big three
3: up top texas oklahoma oklahoma state which is going to be changing next year when texas goes to the sec and oklahoma too and oklahoma are are in a class of their own and i think Mm -hmm. you you take your your losses um and you move on in this in a matchup like this dylan gabriel is is a heisman caliber winning quarterback right now you 423 yards, five touchdowns. He had a 97 QBR out of hundred, which I think that's pretty good. That's, that's an a plus. If you're, if you're scoring a Spanish midterm exam, a 97 is a good score. Um, Listen, there's nothing to cry home about. Did you guys think you were going to win this game? I I don't think West Virginia thought that you're six and four. You already are bowl eligible, which is a huge step in the right direction when it comes to West Virginia. And you know, you beat Pittsburgh this year already. So, like.
0: Yeah. I think a lot of us, I think Kevin and I touched on it last week. I think we we thought we could. There was a, a potential that we could go out and beat them because other teams had shown how to beat Oklahoma um, or to compete against them. And then all of a sudden it just wasn't that. Oklahoma came out pissed.
2: Yeah, I mean, you also have to remember, we beat Oklahoma last year for the first time ever, and those same players on that Oklahoma team are still there. Hey, so, not, not ever. Not ever. We did beat them with Bill Stewart. Well, first time ever when we were in the Big 12. Big 12, yes. I was referencing. Yes. yes. I, I, I know about that other beatdown. That was a great beatdown. But, you know, the one thing is, is that we, we definitely thought be, it would be a little bit more of a fight. but you know, the talent that Oklahoma has, it's just kind of undeniable. Yeah. And I'm just looking at this as, hey, you lost Oklahoma. It is what it is. We play Cincinnati this week. So the most important thing is to see how we rebound. Like, we're very fortunate that this last couple of games are against very, very beatable teams.
0: Cincinnati and Baylor.
2: Yeah. They're both all the bottom of the conference. So there is a way that we could end before even going to the bowl game, nine and four, which in Uh, my opinion, eight and four, eight and four, eight and four, right? Eight and four. And I don't think I would have ever dreamed that we would even reach the number eight for wins. No. Like anywhere close. If you go back to the season two, when we made predictions, I'm pretty sure Merritt, you said we would only win three games. And I think I maybe said four to five.
0: Yeah. I think I said three to four and you were like four or five in that area. I was like, hold.
3: And and what I think is also more important. Yes. If you win out, you're eight and four, but then you're also six and three in conference. And at a six and three record, you might be looking at Iowa state ahead of you, Oklahoma, Oklahoma state and Texas. So two of those four teams aren't going to be in the conference next year. So if West Virginia continues the right moves and doing a hell of a job recruiting and getting, you know, four or five-star recruits. Now that they're in that big 12 conference, who knows what this could mean for the future of West Virginia. And this time next year, we could be looking at instead of the six and four West Virginia Mountaineers, maybe the eight and two nine and one West Virginia Mountaineers in this conference.
2: Very, very true. Cause then I think, You have Colorado coming next year. You have Arizona, Arizona State coming in. Utah. Utah coming in. That's another four teams coming in, who in which, in my opinion, the way that they're looking this year, we're all kind of very, very evenly placed in how our teams are. So if we can kind of keep it together, but I I think really what's going to determine all that is what happens to this coaching staff at the end of this year.
0: You, you don't fire him unless he loses the next two games badly. No, he You would he, hope that they don't fire him, but you never no, know No, they, they won't. They won't because he got him to a bowl. Yes. And if he didn't go bowling, he's gone. I think we all agreed to that. Right now, if you look at the big twelve standings, like Joe Mack said, Texas is one, Oklahoma's two, Kansas State, Oklahoma State, Iowa State, Kansas. Those are your top six teams. We fall at number seven. I, I take that we were projected to loop be in 14th. I know, how 14th. crazy? That's that crazy. Four, two out of those four, uh, two out of those six teams are no longer being the conference, like Joe said. We're going to get f- four additional teams that, let's be honest, are scrubs. Utah is the best out of them all that's joining, and they still are having a down year for what they've been the past few years. Um, we could still be out of 16 teams next year. We could still be top six, top seven.
3: I think top five. I even say top yeah. five. Yeah. Some of those teams coming in, Colorado had a hot start this year. They didn't do good. No. Arizona, Arizona State, neither of them are very competitive in this season. Their recruits aren't going to be getting much better for next season. Um, I think is it UCF is joining as well.
0: UCF joined this past year. UCF joined. So,
3: yeah, I mean, you're better than two-thirds of the conference. That's going to be the conference next year. Yeah. You finish this season on two good regular season wins. You have a good, strong performance in a bowl game against another, you know, nine and three, nine and four type team. And you head into the offseason on the recruit trail. I think West Virginia has a bright future in the Big 12.
0: Yep, I agree. Well, We'll see. Hopefully it's brighter than basketball um, because we lost to Monmouth. And so
3: this is the real reason I was rubbing my hands before. Oh,
0: God. Monmouth
3: Hawks of Monmouth, New Jersey. Joe McGrath, Monmouth University,
2: class of 2012. amazing.
0: Oh, no. Wow. Oh, God. I got to mute him. I don't want to listen to this.
2: Do you know what's crazy? So I got a text from my nephew who goes there. He's like, hey, make sure you tune in. And I had had, I had I had an event that I went to at my gym. So I was like, oh, man, I'm not going to be able to check, catch it. So I look on my phone, and I could not believe my eyes. I had to make sure I refreshed the screen to make sure that I was looking at it correctly. Yep. Because it said at one point it was like 72 to 59 Monmouth Hawks with two and a half minutes left in the game. And I go, all right, maybe that's like the first half or something. Or like, But, no, there's no first halves. It said second half. And I'm like, oh, we're really about to lose this game.
3: Yeah. What I will say, I haven't been following Monmouth sports all season, football, basketball. I, I just, it just hasn't really been my jam this year. The point guard, Xander Rice for we tr- Monmouth.
0: We tried to – he was going to come to West Virginia
3: he's king rice's son he's the head coach's son he's a fifth year senior yeah he has that covid year he's playing um 30 points four rebounds six assists played 37 out of 40 minutes this kid knows how to play it's in his his dad king rice the head coach was one of dean smith's Mm -hmm. shining stars at unc back in the 80s and early 90s he was like at one point led all North Carolina Tar Heels in the history of the game in like all career assists and stuff. So it, playing basketball in this game of basketball is in Xander Rice's blood. Mammoth has had some of those games in the past where, you know, they beat UCLA at UCLA a few years ago. They yeah. beat Georgetown at Georgetown. They lost to Kentucky by like less than 10 points, In Kentucky. So it's like they've had some really good showings in the past under King Rice and having someone who literally shares the same name as King Rice in Xander Rice being the floor general is a really nice thing to see. I know this podcast is very West Virginia centric, so I'm going to shut up now,
2: but I'm very proud of my Monmouth Hawks. Shout out to the Monmouth Hawks because I remember that one year when they got famous for all the bench celebrating. Yep. Oh and, yeah, uh, Bob, baby, and, it, and it's actually funny because one of the trainers at my gym, her boyfriend is a f- former player on the Monmouth Hawks, which I thought was crazy. And yeah, I just shout out to the Monmouth Hawks for doing it up; they earned that victory. But the one thing I want to talk about, which is an issue for our basketball team, Merritt, check out this uh, minutes calculation of that game. So you had a player play 39, 35, 34, 33, 27, 25 with two other guys playing four minutes and three minutes. That's god awful. That is a lot of minutes to be playing after they just played that same amount of minutes a couple days before. So pretty much you have one, two, three, four, five, six, six people that aren't playing. And we need to get some of those players back. Um yeah. we can't we're not gonna it's not winning basketball to play six players that many minutes. You're 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 doomed. You yeah. need at least like seven, eight, maybe a ninth guy to to like get through some of these games. Well and- think
0: we're supposed to, we weren't anticipating a cook a cook to have it what happened to him. Now granted they're a lot of reasons why he was still in the transfer portal is because he does have health issues. That is documented. <laughs> um, something that I heard was that, uh, is it Chrisoff, or however you say his name? Chris? Chrisa. Uh, Chrisa, thank you. Um, they already knew that he was going to potentially be um, suspended. So they already knew all of that. So they had that issue arise. And then the battle one, that, that one just sucks because, um, Oh, Oh, okay. Sorry. My wife just sent me something. Um, and you know, this, this team has the players on the bench that are supposed to be starting. Yep, They're not. And the guys that are playing in the role besides Jesse and, I don't even know who else technically would be a starter out there with Jesse. Are your guys that should be coming off the bench to give you 10 to 15 minutes a night?
2: Well, most likely who's starting. It's supposed to be Slezinski Edwards. It would have been Raekwon, a cook cook and Kirk Creasa. So think about that. Like Slezinski is doing what he's supposed to do, but the guys like Kobe Johnson, Seth Wilson, Josiah Harris. A lot of them look to them more of like as bench guys, and yeah, it's a, it's uh it's kind of scary. I, I, I mean, us losing to Monument is not a good look. We're currently up right now, uh, forty-seven twenty-nine second half on ESPN Plus. We can only hope that that was just simply, uh, just a, a bad luck game. And hopefully they just learn from that, and we can just move on, and that will just unfortunately be a blemish in the the record. Maybe Monmouth ends up being super super good this year; He can win their conference or top in their conference, and it makes the the whole RPI deal better. Yeah, but, I
0: agree. So we'll see. It's still really early in the season.
2: yo I said we got a guest. Shout out to shout out to Colt out here. Yeah, my boy Colt. Hanging Hi, buddy. Out. Hi, Colt what's up yeah crushing it love your instagram at colt says woof
0: i keep my dogs out of my office when i record because they'll be all over me i think they've come in a few times i love it well jimac since you are here you gotta ask the question how things going how's the wife you feeling how's the baby's room cut how are all those questions i've gotten them for the past like eight months so you're
3: you're you're ready you're ready to go now like your your bags should be packed ready to
0: roll i'm what bag halfway
3: halfway home tomorrow
0: that's awesome
3: 20 weeks tomorrow which is really exciting so trying to get all my ducks in a row with work and like set everybody up for success yes i know i still got months but better safe than sorry especially with holiday around and i know like trying to set the house up properly we have the nursery we're going to repaint we have like the quiet room we're making which was where the office was just to like have a rocking chair and somewhere we could feed my daughter uh, eventually so it's cool i'm excited my wife's excited she's a superhero let alone uh, a really good english teacher and a really good essentially a personal trainer herself which is pretty cool so she's she's killing it she's upstairs tutoring right now another student over zoom so, the McGraths are literally getting after it tonight.
0: Good Love for it. you guys. That's awesome. Well, good. I'm happy to hear things are going smoothly. It is fun. Uh, my bag is yet to be packed because I have no idea what I'm supposed to put in it. So, I'm just waiting for my wife to tell me. Um, a so lot that- of
3: sweats, a lot of socks, deodorant, and your Xbox or PlayStation if you could fit it.
0: There you go. I-, I will bring my PS2. I don't have an Xbox. I don't have any of that. I just have my old school PS2. <laughs> I was not question it in like the early
2: 2000s. There you go, man. Dude,
0: I, best gaming console ever sold. Most numbers sold ever. I'll point. take it every day of the week. Well, that's awesome, Joe. Happy to have you here again. Um, So we kind of touched on it, but I know we're going to probably do a deeper dive into college basketball with Cyrus, of course. Whenever we have him back boy on
3: Cyrus, shout out my boy, Cyrus. Yes. But
0: I thought since we started college basketball already started, I thought we'd just have some fun with it tonight. Quick with rundown it. of how it's looking so far. Who's overall looking like the best team after the first week, the pretender, the final four, all that fun stuff. So I'll give you guys a minute. If you have not figured out your answers yet and we shall go from there. But. In the meantime,
2: I don't know, Kevin. You got anything else? <laughs> I mean, like I said, I didn't look at our script until maybe like until I turned on because I was busy making your reel that will be coming out when we're done posting. But take your question your first question, what who is looking like the best team overall? I'll list two teams right now Kansas Jayhawks are looking good, uh, they're just Firing all cylinders, which I, something, you know, I fully expect because they are the Jayhawks and the reigning defending champions and uh fan, the Yukon Huskies. Uh, I was able to catch a little bit of their game the other, other day. And they're looking good. They are looking good. Shout out to my other nephew, Bryce, who is rocking out in Yukon for his senior year. So he's living the good life uh, watching some Yukon basketball at its finest, but, uh, those are two teams that I think are looking really good at the moment. Also, sorry to see the UConn women's team lost the other night. And not only they lost, and LSU lost. Number one to Colorado, yep. which I think we talked about last week.
0: We did. All right, Mac, who do you think are the top teams so far?
3: Obviously, you go with your your Kansas's, your Purdue's, Arizona are top three But I have my eye, besides the reigning defending champs, UConn, I'm a big UConn fan, have been since the Rip Hamilton, Ray Allen days. But I'm really big on the Houston Cougars this year. 3-0 so far. Um, Big wins, 84-31, 82-50, 79-48. I think LJ Cryer, their point guard, is probably going to be one of the Players of the Year candidates. He's averaging 15 points per game He's leading the team in minutes with 31, and he's not turning the ball over, which is the most important thing as a guard at the college level. It's only one turnover per game, almost two steals per game, almost three assists per game. So he's getting the things done that you need your guard to get done. Um, he's a senior point guard, 6'1", out of Katy, Texas. He's the leader of the team, and I think this team is a very, very good potent offensive basketball team, Houston Cougars.
0: Let's see if they can pull it off this year. That'd be great. Um I'm gonna go with my home team, my favorite team and that's not West Virginia is UNC. You no, know, they they fell off last year after being ranked number one and then wasn't ranked after I think week three um last year. This year they're up to depending on the poll you look at either number 20 or number 18. So back at the end of the pack right now, but they also have some returners there. You know, uh, we would Baycott, but I can't remember how to say his stupid name. Why do I suck at this stuff? <laughs> uh, Armando Baycott, he's leading the team with points and rebounds. He's a double, double machine. He's got 23 and a half points per game and 16 and a half rebounds a game. Uh, RJ Davis is good as well. Um, I know they lost, who is it, um, Blackley to the NBA. So he's gone, but they have definitely retooled. Um, Kevin, the best part is James Okonkwo, who left West Virginia, is only played one minute per game so far. So, yeah, he's doing real good uh, over at UNC after leaving us. Um, Good for you, James. (laughs) Um, But I'll go with them. And then I love – for some reason I've always loved the Tennessee Vols. Yeah. And watching them last year, the team had a high powered offense. They're a little bit on the older side. They have kind of retooled. They have younger individuals in there. They're two and zero. they blew out their first opponent. And then they beat Wisconsin who actually, before I jumped on here was getting their butts handed to them by Providence. So great to see. Um, But I've, would say keep an eye on those two teams right there. I I think you'll have a a sneaky feeling that something will happen with them down the stretch.
3: They're leading Wofford right now by 16 with three minutes left. So Tennessee's all but 3-0 and at this point.
0: Yeah. Sweet. All right. Who is – let's do out of the top 25 for this question. Who's the pretender right now in this top 25 that we have who's the biggest pretender Duke Duke excuse me I sneezed
3: (laughs) I (laughs) I can't be yes it was Arizona that they lost to yes it was a a single possession or maybe four or five points that they lost but I'm just I'm not big on Duke they're playing Michigan State right now it's a close game in the second 35-31 Duke's up but this time next year, I might be singing a different song now that they've got two of the top five recruits in the country going to be joining their team next year. But ever since Coach K left, it's just not been the same. And no other program. Yeah, he's had prestigious and you know, he's won national championships and a ton of players getting drafted. But I'm just not in I'm not into Duke this year. I don't I don't I don't I don't feel that they have what it takes to be a contender this year. I think they're a pretender.
0: Wow. Well, I don't like Duke at all, so I'll, I'll jump on that bandwagon. They destroyed a, you and, uh, a team in New Hampshire by, like, 40 points, so good for you guys. Um, they lost to Arizona by five, and like you said, they're barely beating Michigan State, who, to be honest, Michigan State's not... You know, that first loss was tough to James Madison,
2: so... We'll see I go for mind If I may, of course, go I'm right going to go pretender as a right, you know, so they, 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 they look good right now, mm-hmm. but this is probably, I, mean, I, I might, this might bite me in the butt later on, but I still can't get over the way those Purdue Boilermakers went out last year. And I still, I don't, I feel like we're we're just gonna get teased along this stream that Zach Eady is gonna be crushing it, crushing it, crushing it, and then they're just gonna get knocked out by a random team from a school we never heard of again. Um I'm uh so I read a stat. Uh in the last three years, you have had the Big Ten 26 tournament bids in that past three years, zero final four teams. And I still feel that Pretenders is that entire conference. I'm not convinced. I'm not sold on any of them. So yes, they're going to wake waves in the, oh. in the rankings, but I'm not sold on anybody in that Big Ten. I'm not okay. sold. Okay.
0: I would say if there's one other team that I would have to say is a Pretender, I think it's going to be Kentucky. I think it's going to be another year. We don't see Kentucky in the sweet 60 or er, in March madness until yeah. next year. Yeah. Cause next year's class is already is number two behind Duke. And the only reason Duke got that nod is because of getting Cooper, yeah. which I do want to say this, cause I keep reading up on the kid just as he's from new England. So it's a kind of a cool story. His team is stacked right. that he plays on. Yes. Granted he is, Unbelievable basketball player. People, I'm not going to stop saying he's great at all. I want to see what he's really like at a college level competition and how his body can hold up against somebody like that he's going to go up against. Too. But he's lucky he doesn't have to go up against Bay Cop. You know, If he goes up against him, very different story. So I, I want to see, is he really this Perennial number one pick for the 2025 NBA draft. Is he really gonna be that guy? Or is he gonna be a good player, but not the number one overall pick? I want to see what happens. So
2: yeah. And I, I I'll be I'll admit, at merit, you know, I, I dig Coach Cowan and the Wildcats, but I can I feel like this this they're really just scoop like getting everybody going for next year. When you have yeah. DJ Wagner coming in, son of uh, Dewan Wagner, former NBA first overall pick, who also played for Coach Cal. Uh, and, you know, he's, like, number one. I think he's, like, top player in the state of New Jersey. Uh, I believe he also has, like, a he's, when he, he has like a Nike deal coming for NIL when he gets to school. So be on the lookout for Kentucky and DJ Wagner when he comes through.
0: Yeah, they also have that Jaden Quintinson. Quintance. So right now, Kentucky's 2024 class is got four commits, and they all fall within the top 100.
3: That's easy work for Cal right there, though.
0: Oh, yeah. Easy. And they still haven't heard back from a few of them. There's still guys that haven't made a final decision. So, and you said Wagner, Kevin? Yeah. He is. I don't see anything about him. They're looking at the Boozer twins, though, for 25.
2: Damn, talk about aging. A shout out to the Boozer twins, Carlos Boozer's son.
0: Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. It'll be interesting.
2: Um, All right.
0: Who's the final four? I, I know my, you're going to have my, to throw.
3: I got my four ready to go.
0: Oh, let's hear it. I'm ready.
3: Already talked about the Houston Cougars. When you have LJ Cryer, a player like that, you you need a, a star, someone who could take over a game who can get you through the the NCAA tournament. So Houston Cougars... Kansas Jayhawks, they have five players averaging double di- double digits in points. Hunter Dickinson, Kevin McCullough Jr., KJ Adams, John Furby, and Parker Braun all averaging 10 or more. Jesus. So I got Houston. I got Kansas. I like the Miami Hurricanes, another no. team with f- five players averaging double-digit points led by Wooga Poplar. What a name that is. 20 points per game as a guard. And then my dark horse for the final four is one of UConn's rivals in the Big East, the Creighton Blue Jays.
0: Ooh. They are
3: the eighth seed right now, eighth overall in the country, led by Trey Alexander, 20 points per game, six rebounds, five points, three steals a game. This guy's getting three steals a game. Um,
0: That's ridiculous.
3: Great team. Creighton, my
2: fourth final four pick.
0: All right. Kevin, what do you got?
2: All right. So you know why you can't find anything on DJ Wagner? Yeah. Because he's already in fucking school. Gotta love that. <laughs> Gotta love that. But <laughs> yes. Um. So here's what I'm going to go with. I am going to go with. Let's go final four, final four. I'm going to go. Let's see. I had it written down, and I can't find it on my sheet, but whatever. All right. I like Kansas. Yep. I'm Kansas going. Let me go with – I know we just said that they might be waiting for next year, but we need, like, that random team that people don't want to win. Let's go with Kentucky. Ooh. I like the Miami Hurricanes as well. Right. Okay. And I also really, really enjoy – where did they go? Let's see. I just read their name. Give me somebody from the West. They may not do it, but give me UCLA. Wow. Yeah.
0: I'm Mark, going be random. Mark...
2: I went with a lot of some blue bloods. Yeah, but... you
0: got two blue bloods in there.
2: Yeah. This like could be a year of some blue bloods this year.
0: Well, if we didn't have year of blue bloods last year, we had it the what was it year the before? Year before. Year before. Yeah, year before was all blue bloods. Um, I like those picks. UCLA, I think Mark Few will figure out what to do without some of his guys who left to go to the NBA. Um good pick there. I'm gonna stick with the Kansas theme. I do think they will make that Final Four run. Um honestly, out of that, out of the top ten, I think they're the only ones that make it. So I'm gonna go backwards with some of my picks here. Um, but I'm gonna go Kansas. I'm gonna go Arkansas. Oh. Yes. They have had a good team over the past few years. Last year, they made a couple of good runs throughout the season. They have a good good scores. They had a guy, was it go to the bar the Hornets, I think. So they have the the caliber players there that can succeed. I'm going to go with USC. Really? Yes. Okay. For the simple fact that there's so much hype around this team, I think they can live up to it. I also want to see what Bronny James can actually do once he's medically cleared, because if he is the real deal, I cannot wait to see what Bryce James does. Because he's supposed to be better. Uh, and then my last pick. And this is a Hail Mary from the 40-yard line. I'm going with JMU. Let's go. Get
3: out of here.
0: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You know, you know what? Because the past few years, you are starting to see these mid-level teams finally break through. Finally make a run that counts. FAU last year. I'm sorry Miami was no one's wasn't that good of a team and they made that run. So I really can see somebody just sneak in and I I James Madison's 3 and 0 right now. They are they beat Michigan State and handedly and played them well in overtime. Yeah, I why not? It would be fun to see. I think we'd all be entertained by that. As long as they don't play Kansas and then get blown out. (laughs) So, now the question is, who wins it?
3: I think with Kansas, it's the safe pick
2: right now. Kevin? Going out of, like, the Final Four I had? Yes. Ah, man. Yeah, I mean, Kansas is safe for, like, for the first two weeks. You can't go wrong putting them out there. Uh, I'll go with Kansas as well.
0: Yeah, I'll stick with that train. If it's for, after the first two weeks, that Kansas is definitely the best team. Now, talk to us in three months. Could be totally different story, of course. Um, but yeah, that's what I I came up with tonight. Um, not sure if you guys want
2: to throw anything else out there. I know. Uh, Andrew- yeah, can we like shout out to the newest team in New York that actually won a championship? Yes. Gotham. And we shout out the Gotham FC of the NWSL. Uh, they beat Megan Rapino and the OL Reign uh, this past weekend. Uh, so that is the first championship that the tri-state area has had since what? The Yankees in like mm-hmm. 2009? Giants 2011. Yeah. Giants 2011. So uh, that's the first New York team to be winning something. So shout out to those ladies there. I mean, I gotta say, I wanted to try and get out to one of those games. Uh, over at Harrison It's just I could not make it work with my schedule, but I'm gonna definitely go try and see. We'll if plan it next I, year. Yeah, because the tickets are absurdly cheap, very family friendly, and then so we definitely gotta plan to a, maybe a wee out here for that one, Merritt. Oh, I agree. Honestly, and
0: have you heard the story of Gotham FC? No, of what they I, went through. I, I, so, last year, their team was god awful. Yes, horrible, they were horrible. Horrible. They started off the year god awful. I think they were the worst team in the NWSL. They fired their coach and they put in the interim. Woman that's on, I think it was the head assistant coach. She has a different perspective, right? She comes with a different view of the game they rattled off i think like 10 or 12 wins in a row they went ballistic which was unreal Uh, totally amazing um and the one of the women that scored i think the game-winning goal was also the woman who scored the game-winning goal in the world cup for spain
2: pretty legit
0: so legit teams phenomenal uh i agree we definitely need to make our way out there next year when that season starts plus they just signed a huge deal a 60 i think it was like a 60 million dollar deal or something for all their game their gaming rights and um viewership and everything i believe it's either espn or apple so definitely a great thing for women's soccer uh cannot wait to see what the next steps are for them
2: uh big time let's see where did it go Uh, i was trying to see what what deal what the deal was oh it started next year uh so new four-year media rights deal worth a combined 60 million per year So next year, ESPN, ABC, CBS, Prime Sports, and ION will combine to broadcast over 100 games to national audiences. Nice.
0: $240 million in four years. They said it's on par with what the WNBA got.
2: Okay.
0: So it's getting there.
3: All all exposure is good exposure, so.
0: Yes. Also, let's quickly talk about why we have soccer. The U.S. women's team has finally announced their new coach. Finally, her name is Emma Hayes. Let's just go down her list of what she's done. Um, she has won the FA Women's Cup uh, League Championship two times. Uh, Women's FA uh, FA Cup Champions. Oh wait, sorry, there's different ones. Um, one, two, three, four, five times the Super League. One, two, three, six. She has been the manager of the season six times. She is a Hall of Fame uh, for the Women's Super League and was also the best FIFA football coach in 2021. So we got a stud. I'd say that resume is okay. Yeah, she's fine. She's good everywhere you go. Yeah. yeah, sure. yeah. That's good. Yeah, she's she but her her salary is on par with what the men's coach is making, $1.6 million a year. So that's even, uh, an even better thing. Uh, and the last thing, this is, is going to be the the fun thing where Kevin's like, oh, you talked about something sad. Sorry, I have to because it's relevant news. But a man has been arrested for suspicion of manslaughter in the Adam Johnson death. You guys don't know who Adam Johnson is. He's the hockey player that got his throat slit open on the ice during a game in England. Apparently got up, skated off the ice with the help of his uh teammate and then was pronounced dead upon arrival at the hospital. Um I did not watch a video. I people have told me that they did and it's the most gruesome thing they've ever seen. Yeah, not going to. I'll probably throw up. So they haven't released any more information besides that they have arrested a suspect. And I don't know if it's actually the guy who cut his throat on the ice.
3: It doesn't seem like it is.
0: No, it doesn't either. It, it seems like there's something else behind the scenes. So, the
3: guy, the guy who whose skate blade cut Johnson's neck was Matt Petgrave. Yeah, But it looks like it, there's no kind of foul play, malicious intent whatsoever on that.
0: They did say that those two did not like each other at all. They had a lot of beef between each other, but uh, there's no way that someone would actually try to do that to somebody. Ugh, but yeah, it's crazy. the one the one thing England hockey is doing great as of next year, throat guards are mandatory for every single player. Good, you're playing with it. it's a a sharp blade. I, I yeah,
2: I think you should have that. Does the does the NHL have that? Nope. Gosh. Not yet. No. After this, I, they might. That's true. Not yet.
0: But that's all I got. Kevin, did we miss anything? Because Andrew's not here because he had to drop off because his computer died and dealing with a few things. Negative. All right. Well, you can get us out of here. Joe Mac, you definitely need to throw your stuff out so that you can uh you know get some more people to listen to you. Yeah, quickly,
3: The Mush Squad Podcast on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, any streaming service, you can listen to podcasts. We're there. Um, I've had these fellas on a couple of times over the years, uh, including two weeks ago, they were the guest hosts filling in for JG, who is finishing up his time in the Police Academy and should be done before Christmas, so happy for him. Yes. Um, continue listening to that. We're also doing a washington university football podcast called uh bow down the bow down podcast it is the slogan for the washington football huskies uh 10 and 0 number five in the nation college football playoff contention is is still there if we win out the season there's no doubt in my mind that as the pac-12 champs and an undefeated pac-12 champs they should be in that final four for the college football playoffs so stay tuned for that and then you can follow me on Instagram at Joe McGrath 89.
2: Love it. Love it. So, you know, what's really funny? Because now that kind of rolls into like part of what I should have had before Joe did all that. But I definitely want to ask you, because one thing that you guys should follow on the Manly Musings podcast, Instagram, the Manly Musings pod, is the Phillip Bucksters with your Filipino bucksters And I wanted to ask you, since we had the question of to today. Guys, who was your childhood crush? Oh. So
3: I I'm I'm a little bit older. I'm 34. I think I'm a I got a few years on you guys.
0: Nope. You okay, and I are the a, same only age. Probably like a year. Okay. Yeah, Joe okay. Mack, you and I are the exact same age, boy.
3: I was head over heels in love with Kelly Kapowski.
2: Yep. That that Saved was an by the bell. one of the ones we had this morning.
3: But also, if you remember. In the mid-90s, there was um, like a a series of game shows on Nickelodeon called Figure It Out. It was like the big head and like there was like- Oh, yeah. The host of that, Summer Sanders. Summer Uh,
2: Sanders. Google her. Yo, yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. Shout out to Summer Sanders. Love me some Summer Sanders.
0: She looks a little scary now.
3: She's 50, 52. She can look as scary as she wants. Yeah, that's true.
0: <laughs> Man, well, what about you? You gotta go with the girl next door. Topanga. Ah, mm-hmm. uh, You yes. gotta go with Topanga. Because you you picked the Pink Power Ranger. I would have picked her as well. Kim, Kimberly, right? But I, you gotta go with Topanga.
2: Yeah, I, I'd have to say that would be my be my crush when I was a kid. Yes. I thought I thought I would uh I forgot to end that our segment with the what the whatever you wanted to add. So I thought I'd throw it in now. But yeah, so it's outro time again, episode 108 overall. Joe Mac, thank you so much again for joining us. It's always a pleasure. I'm trying to currently get in the works the wrestling podcast of what when we're gonna do it and what how we're gonna do it. Uh just maybe to switch things up a bit. But yeah. We're gonna rock out. For those of you that you guys are watching us on the YouTube, watch us at the Million Musings Podcast channel. Feel free to listen to us on all streaming platforms. We're on Apple Podcasts, we're on Spotify, we're on Google Play, Google Play, and Amazon Play. Make sure you follow Merit's Instagram at merit_p underscore P. Make sure you follow me at KQA624. That is where you will also get the infamous Philip Bucksters with your Filipino Star Bucksters posts every probably Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday when possible. And yeah, episode 108, we're going to keep rocking and rolling. You guys have a great night, y'all. Peace. (laughs)